The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Happy Monday, February 18th to you folks. Thank you folks for joining us here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about here. And let me tell you what, we got a fantastic program today. I'm just going to get to it in just a second, but first, I want to go over a couple things first about the Multimedia Cafe. You might be tuning in for the first time and wondering, what is the Multimedia Cafe? Well, a cafe is a place of a exchange of ideas a place where you just you never know who's going to be sitting up at the counter or sitting at the booth or a table so our topics and our conversations go a lot of different directions but the the good news is is that they're always experts the people who talk know what they're talking about and so with the exchange of ideas and then the multimedia part is over the phone maybe face to face maybe over skype We've got a variety of different ways to communicate in today's world. So we take advantage of those and we bring the experts to you in cafe talk format. So let's take a look at who we have on today's program. Our menu, if you will, our special guests and topics menu. Garrett Larson, stump removal by Garrett. Young man here went out and bought a stump removal uh, machine and he started in the stump removal business. So he tells us the story behind that. And I want to say he's 19 years old, something like that. And then uh, Kristen Lajanis, she's a speaker and author, talks about giving up her corporate job to travel and eat vegan food. Will Travel for Vegan Food is the name of her book. She's speaking right now about how to restructure your life, that sort of thing. So Kristen Lajanis, a little bit later on in the program. And then Tom Pexcamp, he stops by to perform a song or two. Mr. Tom Pexcamp is a singer-songwriter, good friend of the program. He's part of the Moody River Band, excuse me, part of the Moody River Band. And he stops by and likes to perform on our program live from time to time. So we let him. We love Tom Pexcamp very much. So Moody River Band, Tom Pexcamp, write it down. Great singer-songwriter, fantastic get-up-and-dance type of a musician. Very soulful musician as well. Okay, we got all that plus much more. Garrett Larson stump removal, vegan food, corporate traveling, Tom Peck's camp. Boy, we got a filled Monday. And what day is it today? I like to take a look at what do we got going. It's the National Drink Wine Day. Check. National Battery Day. National Crab Stuff Flounder Day. Well, that's pretty specific. Of course, it's Martin Luther King Day and President's Day as well. So, let's get right to the program. What do we got first? Stump grinding coming up first. Good deal. Okay. All right. That's going to do our intro here. We're going to get to Garrett Larson here in just a moment. And then Kristen Lajanese. And then Tom Pexcamp. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. The inside is warm. You've been wishing you never been born. All I can say is that you try to behave and try not to get your mind. Jason Speaks, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. 
and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here where you never know who we're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, coming up next is a young man, Garrett Larson, talks about stump removal by Garrett. So you said you do stump removal. Well, how did you get into this, first of all? Uh, so my dad, back in my hometown, it's about uh, four hours away from here in International Falls, um, my dad had some rentals, and he bought a stump grinder, kind of showed me how to do it, just to take care of our own, what he had, our own stumps. And uh, people around town kind of started asking me to to do, go and take care of theirs, so I kind of expanded in my hometown, small town, 600 people. Um, and then after that, I had to come back because college started at that uh, that fall. So I decided I wanted to continue my stump, the whole stump grinding business, so I bought the stump grinder from my dad and I had to go buy a four-wheeler and I bought a trailer and kind of just the random things you need with it. Brought it all back to um, Fargo-Moorhead and I've now kind of developed it around Fargo-Moorhead. So do you think you want to do this through the future or what are some of the other plans you're thinking? Well, right now um, it's kind of just basically is a summer job that I know of now. I go to Moorhead, I graduate in a year now. And um, it's just basically kind of been something I've done around classes and whenever I have time, but now I'll be doing it all summer long, so it'll be kind of my full-time job at least through this summer and in, into fall. And then I graduate in a year from Moorhead, so I'm not, I I got a year to think about what I'm going to be doing after that, but for mm-hmm. the next for the next year about, I'll be for sure be doing this. Well, it sounds as though you kind of did this on your own pretty much. Um, what are some tips for college students uh, of getting summer jobs? And what do you think are some good summer jobs for college students? Yeah, well, um, many college students going to college, they want to try to get a job one day, and they're, they're uh, doing internships. And um, I've been asked if I want to do internships, and I've thought about it. And um, with me, what I want to go for, I, I love being an entrepreneur, so I figured down this road would be, a little bit better education than getting an internship. So I've kind of just developed my own little business and I'm learning things on the way and I'm trying to basically educate myself. So have you worked through your college years or just over the summer? I started I started uh, summer 2014. I started in my hometown and then I did it for three months last fall. And now what, what um, has been of this spring, so it's been about two months now this spring, so... It's probably been about a half year total I've been doing it for, just in the Fargo-Moorhead area. Okay. Well, there is somewhat of a debate over if working through your years of college is necessary, specifically during the school year. Do you think it is a good option for college students to work to help pay for college, or should they just focus on their schooling? Yeah, there's definitely a line there of how much you should work and how much you should focus on school, and each every person's differently, so... Every person kind of has to realize what's best for them. And with me, I felt like I had the time to, I felt like I was on top of my studies and I also had free time to pursue this as well. So with me, it works good this way. And for other people, yeah, they need to focus on school a little more. But with me, I think I kind of found that perfect line. So it's been working for me so far. (laughs) Well, uh, for other college students, what are some tips you would give or actually to people of any age if they wanted to start their own business? 
Uh, tip I would do is start younger. The younger, the better. I mean, even if you're just starting to think about it, the earlier start, the earlier you're off to something. Just even if it's just thinking and maybe writing a few things down, just start earlier and basically just um, kind of get a plan going. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think that you could even? How young do you think it could go for entrepreneurs? Oh, any ages. I mean, even when you're, even when you're a little kid and you're selling lemonade. I mean, that's that still has an idea behind it. So I mean, really, any age you you can be doing something. I've even like what you guys are doing here today. It's pretty much, pretty much whenever you feel like you want to make the move, you can. So what about high schoolers who are approaching college? What do you think they could do if they wanted to start going into entrepreneurship? Well, there's there actually is a lot of classes, and you can research online. I do a lot of that, and um, I mean, even little experimental things you can try. I mean, this isn't my first thing I've been doing on that lines, but um, yeah, just kind of just uh, researching yourself and educating yourself. So, what are some of those other things that you did in the past? Well, I when I grew up um, in my hometown as high school, I I did lawn care. I um, I worked for my dad, but then other people around town I um, would ask me to do their lawn, so I did. I kind of expanded to that, and then it just kind of developed into stump removal, and then now I moved to um, the bigger town, and it's kind of been starting to grow. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the lawn care you did, was that physical labor, or was it more focused on machines? Both. Um, same thing with stump grinding. A lot of times it's the machine working, and then sometimes it's me physically working. So, yep, both with lawn care and stump removal. And that was Garrett Larson. To check out that interview or other interviews, go to the website, thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. You better make a little room at the top for a regular Joe. Cause, man, if they leave it up to me, brother, I'm on them be exactly who I've always been. The same old guy staying drunk till I die, man, and jamming for all my friends. And you'll hear me say from a mile away that I'm the luckiest man I know. And everybody who knows me knows I'm just a regular Joe. Well, old lady, look, she was looking for a lover, and I reckon I'm her man. In the right dang place, the right dang time, and now suddenly here I am. When that train rolls out, man, there ain't no doubt I'm gonna ride her just as far as she goes And at the end of the line, you're gonna find I'm just a regular Joe Yeah, y'all, if they leave it up to me, brother I'm gonna be exactly who I've always been The same old guy staying drunk till I die All and jamming for all my friends That's you, Jason And you'll hear me say from a mile away That I'm the luckiest man I know You better make a little room at the top for a regular Joe. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining us here. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host. Coming up next, Kristen Lajanese. She's a speaker and author talking about giving up her corporate job to travel and eat vegan food. So my name is Kristen Lajeunesse. I'm the author of Will Travel for Vegan Food, a young woman's solo van-dwelling mission to break free, find food, and make love. Um, Professionally, I am a marketing consultant for restaurants and food businesses. Uh, How about a plug for your business, huh? Yeah. Your your, uh, marketing restaurant uh, uh, business because 
let's be honest, we are in times of transition and change and people are looking for new ideas and you might be that person in Sundance, Wyoming. Yes, exactly. We have affiliates in Sundance, exactly. Wyoming. So, uh, go ahead. What, what, what business do you do? Yeah, well, it's called Kale Media. Kale? Kale Media, like the vegetable. Mm-hmm. And um, I help uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs uh, learn how to promote and market themselves primarily through the digital format, so social media and their websites and things like that. Do you follow the organic uh, trade much in terms of the marketing behind it? Um, I've, I've ran into more farmers, organic farmers, that can't use the word organic because they don't want five percent of their total sales to go to the labeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just choose, you know, you know what I mean by that, right? Because they're smaller farmers, they need that money. Mm-hmm. Um, do you assist anybody like that? Do you have an opinion on the organic labeling? Uh, no, I, I haven't worked with any businesses where that's come up at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you do for um, your book now? You you travel. Explain your book. How about this? Sure. Tell me about your book. Sure. In 2011, I quit my job. I moved into a van, got rid of almost everything that I owned, and I set out on a journey to try to eat at every vegan restaurant in the United States. And so the book is a memoir about that journey. It's about the personal side of the project, the people that I met, and how the road trip quite literally changed my life. How did it change your life? Well, that's in the book. You'll have to read it. I see. How about about a two-sentence type uh, summary of... Sure. What type of person were you before, and what type of person were you after? Sure. I was, uh, before I started the trip, I was very, um, an, an anxious, super type A, afraid of what might happen to me, kind of living in a box type of person. Now I um, feel like I have a much better sense of the people I want to surround myself with, how I want to spend my time, and what that means for the vegan community as well, how I can share veganism and healthy living, and I wasn't as conscientious about that before I started the trip. So your transformation that you had internally, was that from the trip or from the food or from both? Primarily the trip. I mean, the food, I was basically traveling to the food, so I ate anything that was vegan, which meant it wasn't always healthy, so I gained 25 pounds by the time the trip had ended, my body had had enough, it was ready to be done. I mean, two years going out to eat for almost every meal, we'll do that to you. That's true. Um, And, yeah. Hold on here. Hello. Are you guys interested in the book? Oh, cool. Hi, I'm Kristen. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you. I'm giving a talk today at 2 o'clock. Are you guys going to be around for it? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Are you, so you're familiar with the project. Um, so the, the I'll give you the short version then since you already know. But basically I spent two years living in the van trying to eat at every vegan restaurant in the country. Mission accomplished by August of 2013. And um, along the way, a small publishing house had reached out. We talked about working on a book. And it just came out in April. So I've been on book tour all summer. So the book is not a travel guide or a restaurant guide, but it's a memoir about the personal side of the journey. Yeah.
Okay, so you you have a blog. Let's talk about your blog. Sure. Well, the blog was created to uh, pair with the journey. So there's blog posts about pretty much every restaurant I've eaten at. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, it's currently uh, documenting my video blog. So I make daily videos of my day-to-day goings-on, and I'm on day 96 today um, of making those. And so instead of the written blog, it's turned into this video blog now. So those are all found on my website. And what is the website? It's WTFveganfood.com. WTFveganfood.com? Yes. Do you have recipes there? No. Okay. I don't make food. I eat it. You just eat it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you have a favorite restaurant? Yes. My favorite restaurant is Charlie Was a Sinner in Philadelphia. Okay. And what uh, menu items did you have that you enjoyed? I don't remember. It was just so good. And I might have had some wine that night, too, so that's probably why I don't remember. But it it had everything from the fantastic service, great decor, um, the energy in the place was amazing. It was new at the time I was there a few months ago, um, and the food was just out of this world. So when you say that you gained 25 pounds and you only ate vegan food, you shocked me because mm-hmm. when, when I went vegan, um, I'm about, I suppose, about 85% vegan, about 95 now. Uh, I started about 2007 when I interviewed Dr. Neil Barnard, and... I, I lost weight right away. Mm-hmm. How did you gain weight? What, what were you eating? What was the, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of fatty vegan food, is there? Oh, yeah, there's tons of fatty vegan food. I mean, if you're, if, if you think about going out to eat at restaurants for almost every meal yeah. and having dessert at almost all of them, just the ah. sugar alone, you know, will sugar. add up. Yes, yes. Okay, and then I suppose, there, um, like even some Indian food, deep fried. Exactly. Okay, yeah. falafels even deep fried. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it now. All right, but <laughs> I was a shocky to yeah. me because... Um, so, uh, friends, family, what, what are they? Are, are they supportive? Do they embrace it? How, how does this all go? Yeah, well, my parents were vegan before I was, okay. so they, you know, thought the journey was cool. Although they were sad, or not sad, they were nervous. Um, actually, probably sad that I was quitting my job to do this journey, but also nervous for my safety, of course. But my parents are incredible people. They've always supported all the crazy ideas I've ever had. I mean, I grew up actually in a totally different world than I live in now. I I rode horses. I went to college for equestrian studies. So totally different life. Oh, no, thank you. Um, and, um, And they've always supported any ideas that I've had. And so even though they were anxious about it, they didn't say anything. They just, you know, let me figure it out. And now, of course, they're proud that I have a book and all these things. And in fact, they had both joined me on the road at some point during my travels as well. Do you, um... You kind of broke the barrier, though. Um, this is this is a, a dream a lot of people have to do what you did: quit your job, go do, go off and follow. Not, not even a big dream, just a dream. You know, yeah. just just something to get going. Yeah. And you figured out a way to make a living on it, or at least make money on it. Um, I guess two part question: Have you you've created a, a passion? To make money out of. Have you thought of that before? Mm-hmm. Have I thought that it's tr- what it's turned into? Yeah, your passion you can make money off of as opposed to going to some cubicle job every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's why I've remained nomadic since the project ended. I can't imagine going back to the 9 to 5 thing. Yeah. And um, how hard was it to to make a living out of it? That's, that, that, that's where I'm going with yeah. this is that a lot of people would do the initial stages of what you did, quit their job. Sure. Go and, you know, whatever it is. 
but to keep doing it yeah. to, to actually sustain in today's yeah. economy is tough. So I guess, I guess to, you know, challenges, yeah. advice, you know. You might yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, I... To get started, I often tell people that you've got to start before you're ready because you're never going to feel ready to do it. And then even if you take those first few steps, like you had mentioned... Would you like to meet the author? She's sitting right here. She's in the middle of an interview, but she'd gladly stop. And... Okay. Um, so you got, you got to get started before you're ready? Sure, start before you're ready. And then after you get going, it's, it's much harder to keep going, as you were kind of alluding to. Um, but for me... The happiness that I found in collecting experiences versus things and being in one place and getting into a routine that is monotonous, um, the appeal to have that and what I get out of it, the people that I meet as I'm traveling, is a lot more valuable than having bucket loads of money at this point. Now, sure, I would love to be able to make enough to donate and help other people, which is my ultimate goal is to get to a point where I can create an experience for someone like I did, because I lived off of donations the first two years of my project, so I hadn't monetized it in the beginning. Um, and and it's, yeah, it's not easy, but I am so in love with my life that I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. Kristen Lajanese, hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Kristen Lajanese. She's a speaker and author talking about giving up her corporate job to travel and write the book, Will Travel for Vegan Food. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us here, pulling up a stool and joining the conversation, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, coming up next, we're going to continue the conversation with Kristen Lajanese. She's a speaker, author, talking about giving up her corporate job to write the book and travel around the country, We'll Eat for Vegan Food. We're sitting here right now, and you have a smile on your face, and I'm about to go on stage in 30 minutes. And you've got a bunch yes. of books sitting out here. So, I mean, this is, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I don't Thank know you. you, but I, Thanks. it's inspirational. Thank you. Um, and tell me about how you make some money then. How can people buy your book? You know, I mean, that's sure. uh, you're on, uh, obviously your website. Yeah, it's, um, you can check it out on my website. It's also on Amazon and it's on the publisher's website, which is veganpublishers.com. And is, um... Any other ways that you make that you want to put out there? You make money, donations. <laughs> um, I'm actually not taking donations okay. at the moment. Um, I haven't. And I'll edit this out. Okay. Yeah, I haven't fully monetized the project. I just make money doing my consulting work, marketing, and oh. stuff for. Do you speak though? Do you speak? Do you pay to speak? Right? I don't. I have never gotten paid to speak, but I would like to. So you... I'd like to be a motivational speaker. Yes. <laughs> so you're on the stage in about 30 minutes. You just said, and um, you know, people get paid for that so give, give them your email address you know, in case somebody wants to have a vegan author come and speak yeah. at their place i mean dr neil bernard said this is a growing trend because geico is offering you know 
vegan cafeteria items, trying to reduce healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. So this is a movement. So your consulting is very important, Mm -hmm. and not only is your speaking uh, informative, but it could help some people. So if you have a phone number or email address or even a website, you know, whatever. Yeah, my email is Kristen, and that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N at WTFveganfood.com. You can also check out my business website at KristenLajeunesse.com. And WTFveganfood.com? Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Kristen Lajanese, speaker, author, Will Eat for Vegan Food. For more information or to listen to the entire interview, go to thecrudelife.com. Now, the Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Another summer day has come and gone away in Paris
Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about Hatch Coaching. Yeah, I mean, this guy gets people laughing. He gets people thinking. He, he's somebody that challenges and inspires. And, and what I think is so beautiful about Eric is he's real. I think the number one thing that I look for in speakers when we bring them into our platforms is that they're that person 365 days a year. Eric is not just a speaker on a stage. That's, that's who he is at the grocery store. That's who he is when he's at the mall. Uh, but, but Eric is somebody that lives his values each and every day. And I, I think we can all respect that. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 
Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here. We're going to hand it off to Tom Pexcamp, a singer-songwriter. My name is Jason Spies. I'm the host. Sorry, I got a little excited here to hand off the baton. Uh, I like it when Tom Pexcamp stops by because we get a chance to chat, and then he performs. I love knowing the meaning behind songs, so a little live performance here for you on this Monday, February 18th. Tom Pexcamp. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I mean it's yeah. it's night and day. You know, you have you have people that record stuff at home. There were drums in the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. Um, but we we went to Chicago to Electric Audio, um, Steve Albini's place, and uh, now, who's did, Steve Albini? Steve Albini, a sound engineer. He's um, he's I think well respected in, in in the industry. He's name some of the people uh, he's probably worked he, for. He he did. Nirvana's in utero. Nirvana. Um, okay. he, so he's a sound engineer. So all he does sure, is, sure. is set the mics on the amps. You know, he, he makes the person sound the best as they can. When he kind of pl- explained it to us, he's like, you know, I can't make you any more talented. You know, you, you come in here with the talent you have. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do the production. He doesn't say, oh, you know, add some bells to that or this. He's not lobby- lobbying to give an opinion would be something. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. just giving you the clearest sound for, yeah, your, for your own pipes and your and own record. music. Yeah, yep. press and record, l- yeah. listening. Um, one of the things that, you know, um, we, we worked with his, his partner, um, what's his partner's name again? Uh, got Greg, Greg Norman. Greg Norman. Not the golfer. Not the golfer. Not the golfer. Um, fantastic sound engineer. Um, and we did most of our stuff with him. And I think we'd prefer to do it with him um, in, in the future here, too. Steve was, Steve was good, but kind of, um, I guess, rough I around the I think there edges. was just kind of a maybe an intimidation that we had, too. We yeah. had a lot of things going on at the time we recorded the second one, I think. Yeah. I think, okay. you know. But when, looking back, I mean, hearing what we have now, is, is it's cool to hear. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great space, and and so they definitely definitely can tell a difference between the uh, the home recordings, and you know he has a f- file cabinet that's six feet tall with two hundred drawers in each file cabinet. There must be three or four of them, and they're all microphones. Um, wow. You know the the guy has thousands of microphones, and he'll pull this one out to that, and this one's specific for this and this, and and we had a he's got two that were taped to the floor, and I remember I moved the drum was on a mat on a floor uh, rug. And I moved it about six inches to the right, and we started playing a song. And he stopped the thing and said, "Who moved the damn rug?" Oh yeah, who moved that? <laughs> who moved oh, the rug? Yeah, you, uh, you could hear it. You know, just you wow. know, one of those things where that's or a pro. I thought, I thought yeah, it yeah. had something to do with the singing booth, uh, where the door that that singing booth. Yeah, there was a door in there that went outside. I thought you did something to move oh, it. Where no, I, I just unlocked it, and they have it all secured oh. because they have thousands of microphones in there, and, and it's Chicago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a secure building with you know locks and everything. That and was they, another thing that we did wrong when we were there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so we so we did this this album. Um, we recorded this one with a, a bandmate of ours that passed away um, about six years ago. Okay. Um, so it's 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 an, it's not necessarily new in the in the sense of it. Um, timeline of it but it's new in the sense of we haven't put it out and when, when's it going to be available we're hoping for end of the month maybe okay yep. so say september 1st yeah yeah okay yep. so and then we'll, we'll we'll do some sort of release for that and so the new album be, be available right when school gets back in session mm-hmm. type of a thing good time for that and it's free rock and roll music.com and that's free rock n roll not and yep. but n roll dot com and you can just download the music there and mm-hmm. uh it's free obviously it's in the name but uh, you guys have a song off, or off the new album yet or is that uh, uh that last one is on there oh that last one was okay yep. um we got one song to close the show down with or what we got another one 
Uh, what else is on there? Big Bad World is the name of the album. Sure. Is that is that kind of the one? That is that is the title. Uh, be the wow, title we're getting like the, the title. To- is this like a world premiere? <coughs> it's well, on uh, I don't know, possibly on radio. On radio, yes. Okay, hang on. Right, Big right. Bad World? Yeah. Okay, so Tom and I spent the whole day drinking, writing this song, and then we, we ended the day eating Chinese on a blanket. Uh, <laughs> so this is Big Bad World with uh, Tom Peckscamp and uh, Charlie Young from the Moody River Band. Mm-hmm. New album coming up this fall, 2017. I was raised in a mouthful of soap, a wooden spoon and a two-foot rope, and I, well, I know right from wrong. And I carried my brother and my sister through a prairie twister singing to my mother's songs. And it's a big bad world, hollering at your door. And it's time, time to let them in It's a big bad world Howling at your door And it's time, time to let them in Well I learned my ABCs From the birds and the bees Was tied love from a summer breeze And I've always been held tight Always been kept warm I got the shelter Getting ready for the storm And it's a big bad world Hollering at your door And it's time Time to let them in
And that's going to do it for today's Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. I'd like to thank you folks very much for joining us. Uh, also, I'd like to thank Garrett Larson, Stump Removal by Garrett. Kristen Lajanis, she's an author, speaker, will travel for vegan food. And, of course, Tom Pexcamp, singer-songwriter. For our entire list, go to the crudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. More information, past interviews, full-length interviews can be found at thecrudelife.com. I should mention, they're all exclusive interviews as well. We'll be back tomorrow on this radio station at the same time. Of course, if you're downloading our podcast, go to thecrudelife.com, and you can download it if you miss it on the radio station here. Uh, from the staff at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Winter 1963 It felt like the world would freeze With John F. Kennedy And the Beatles Yeah, yeah Hey, oh, mama, mine to the night Hey, oh, mama, hey Life in a northern town Hey, oh, mama, mine to the night He would never wave goodbye. goodbye. See it written in his eyes. Train rolled out of sight. Right by. Hey, on my my mind to the night. Hey, on my mind. Hey, laughing in northern town. Hey on my mama, hey, uh, life in a northern town.